0: It's another Thursday. It's another Locked on NFL. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland. This is going to be a weird show. Let's just put it out in the open. I mean, we've got Thursday Night Football tonight. There's a slew of news coming out of the NFL, mostly not so great, but for differing reasons. And there are some heavy favorites slash heavy underdogs going into week nine. Which one are going to cover? Which ones won't? We're going to dive into all of that and more on this Thursday edition of Locked on NFL. Let's roll. You are locked on NFL, your daily NFL
1: podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, it's the favorite part of my week. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. We are Locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. You have live reads. You have ads. But damn it, there ain't no paywall. That's what we talk about. So it's fun, easy. Anywhere you find your podcast, YouTube, which you're watching right now. Thank you for everybody who follows, watches, listens, comments, etc. We got a hell of a show. We have a hell of a show today, uh, Week Nine. This is where we tell people, Tyler, cherish the NFL because we yes. are officially today over the halfway point of the regular season. It flies, it absolutely flies. Too so fast. Please, 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 please cherish, cherish it. Um, big game tonight for very different reasons. Uh, we can talk about the Colts as through a Titans. Uh, somebody that covers the Titans eyes from last week briefly. Mike White was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Like it was the weirdest week last week for for multiple reasons. Second segment's going to be tough. We're going to stay away from politics. We're going to stay away from diving in too deep into another situation that's grave and very serious and very sad. And then we're going to talk some betonline.ag ish topics. Three teams over double-digit uh, underdog slash favorites, depending on where you look, going into week nine, which we'll cover, which won't. We're going to get into that as well. Tyler, tonight, first of all, this is a weird game for very, very different reasons. Is Are we looking at an RG3 Kirk Cousins situation in New York with a second overall pick, Zach Wilson on the shelf, and Mike White coming in, Tom Brady unknown to anybody, sixth-round pick, 199 status and just going out and getting a W against one of the hottest teams in football? Like, can the Jets win tonight, even though they're over double-digit favorite uh, uh, underdogs?
1: Uh, yeah, I-, I think they can win, and-, and ultimately, the reason for that is not really anything to do with the Jets. For me, it's more about Carson Wentz and his ability to give the ball to the other team when you least expect it and when you do expect it. So when you have a quarterback who has the ability to make some boneheaded turnovers at every turn during a game, I I think that gives the, the opposing team a chance to win every time. Now, I wouldn't call it very likely, that the Jets would be able to pull out a win because, you know, the Colts are very strong up front. They do have a very good defense. But when you have somebody like Wentz who can turn over the ball and the Jets feeling good about themselves, and I think they have a pretty solid defense, even though the numbers don't look great, they have some good talent on that side of the ball. I think you add all that together and there's a chance that the Jets could win the game if they play good defense and get a couple turnovers to help out their offense. But I got to say, not expecting another performance like that from Mike White will he be you know one of the biggest surprises of the NFL season and kind of continue his hot streak that'll be the number one thing to watch for really is can Mike White do it again but uh i got to say that uh, myself personally I, I don't think the odds are very high
0: yeah i mean they're 10 and a half point underdogs i believe at this at this current juncture mm-hmm. according to betonline.ag we've seen Carson Wentz throw interceptions inside the one yard line from both sides of the one yard line this year, inside the one yard line going into score against Baltimore, I believe. And then mm-hmm. inside the one yard line last week against Tennessee, where he flipped it thinking it was a great idea, throwing it around 11 elite athletes who see a ball in the air with the opposing quarterback throwing the ball. And they're like, Oh, touchdown. And, uh, it was a catch walk in touchdown. They ended up losing that game in overtime to Tennessee. Uh, you, as a Tennessee fan, or Tennessee, somebody that covers the Tennessee Titans, I should say. Um, what did you think of Carson Wentz that game? Because he showed flashes like we've seen flashes of younger Carson Wentz where it's like, dude, this guy can mm-hmm. ball. This guy is 100% a bona fide starting NFL quarterback. Uh, and then he does that boneheaded, you're waiting Jameis Winston like turnovers. What did you think of him from second one to the end of the game?
1: Well, I, I guess I, I kind of understand now, you know, studying him on film uh, throughout the year since he's been with the Colts, uh, why the Philly fans were so divided and why Colts fans are starting to be divided. Yeah. Because you're right, man. He flashes some ability where you're like, whoa. Like, it just impressive to put that arm strength with that escapability and the playmaking together. But he's just incredibly inconsistent. And I think that is the biggest problem because you see – the, the the greatness that could be there. But, man, at least against the Titans in the last week, he missed so many throws of guys who were open or he could have fit a ball into. And when you add in that he's missing certain reads and then missing certain throws, add in the turnovers into that. And it's just such an up-and-down situation where you really can't trust him. And that's why it goes back to what I was saying with this Jets game. You just can't trust that Carson Wentz is going to be his best throughout the game. Now I don't think Carson Wentz is bad. I agree. He is a bona fide starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's probably anywhere from, you know, fifteen to to twenty two on any given day like that. He can even play top ten level very rarely here and there nowadays, but I think he's a solid quarterback, but the inconsistency is just maddening. So if he plays his best game, the Colts can beat anybody. But more often than not, week to week, he's going to have some weird plays where he doesn't really do the right thing or he makes a bad read or a bad decision. But he's also going to have some really good plays as well. So it just depends week to week which version of Wentz you're going to get.
0: Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Kyler Rowland locked on Titans, and I mean it. It can't be understated what the Jets did last week. Lost right. a lot of parlays for a lot of people. Money line parlays. That Eliminator was one of the pools, biggest, All of that. Yeah. Oh, the survivable sweet mother. Yeah. I mean that's. Yeah. It makes you question Cincinnati more than question yeah. if the Jets could do it again because the Jets have won a couple right. games. They beat a team uh, with a host that I'm talking to right now that people weren't exactly expecting. So the Jets have shown flashes that. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase, no more. The culture's starting to shift. We don't know what Robert Sala is about. We do know that he cares. We do know that he's tearing up after losses. Like, the dude is legit. And mm-hmm. you at least know you have a stable coaching staff there. And you just really have to fill in the pieces with the position group that they have. Michael Carter had a breakout. So we'll see if he can do that against a questionable Colt Stevens. You don't really know which one of them are going to show up. On the other side, it's going to be a tough conversation to have We're going to be as light about it as possible while understanding the grave scenarios that one of the topics is. And then the political, we're going to step away. We're just going to talk about exactly what football situations are happening. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday coming up in a sec. But first, Mickey D's, Mickey D's, Mickey D's. This episode of Lockdown NFL is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving community since 1965. I had a McChicken two days ago. True story. It's a place where friends and families can connect, can come to connect. I remember going uh, when I would have off-campus privileges in middle school and high school. we go to McDonald's for $0.99 cent six-piece chicken nuggets. That's how yeah. old I am. A place Total where classmates nice. can meet up for a study group like we did, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi, which we didn't have then because I'm old. And endless supplies of french fries and McFlurries. Win or lose. It's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at a long road trip to rest your de- rest your legs and refuel. Like, I have a McDonald's at the end of my street. True story. And I try, like, I frequent there enough to where they know my face. Especially for cafes, coffees in the morning. It's right around the corner. It's so, so, so easy to get to McDonald's. Go to your local McDonald's to refuel and connect today. Did somebody say locked on NFL watch party? We could do that too. I'm loving it. And also, there's another thing that I love, Tyler it's saving money on gas yes. and the Get Upside app. If you've watched any of our podcasts, you know the Get Upside app is one of our favorite sponsors to talk about. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. If you download the free GetUpside app today, use promo code TOUCHDOWN, you get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50% cash back on gas. You don't have to do anything except for download the damn app and use gas like adults who have cars. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, download the app today for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50% up to 50% cash back on your first tank. Let's get upside, baby.
1: All right, NFL fans, we are going to continue this Thursday locked on NFL podcast. Tyler Rowland, Alex Clancy. We just previewed the Thursday night football matchup between the Jets and the Colts. Now we need to dive into just the rash of NFL news that came through in the past 24 hours. Some of it, you know, much more consequential than others. As Alex has said throughout the show, there are some serious undertones in some of these conversations. And, you know, while we have our own opinions and everyone listening has their own opinions, we like to keep it light and at least. Focus on the football side of things. So that's the number one goal here going into the conversation. And we have to start quickly uh, with the Henry Ruggs situation. As most of you guys know, Henry Ruggs, young wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, was involved in a car accident that had a fatality as well. And as the information comes in about the situation, it just gets more sad uh, with every piece that we get so new revelations here with Rugs. He was going over 150 miles per hour on a on a downtown street. Um, had an illegal firearm with him. Uh, obviously, the fatality on the other side. His blood alcohol level was double the legal level. Just a terrible situation all the way around. Obviously, a, a major mistake uh, by Rugs. But the the real news here about the football is he was released by the Raiders overnight. Uh, from Tuesday going into Wednesday and based on some of the statements from the district attorney there in Clark County in Nevada, it looks like they are gonna try to pursue about as harsh harsh of a punishment as they can. Obviously a critical unacceptable mistake uh, to be driving drunk, but as Alex has said, uh, we're not gonna get into you know all of the the big philosophical takeaways. It's just an incredibly sad situation. You feel a ton of sadness for the victim's family. And while not trying to seem insensitive, I feel personally a ton of sadness for Henry Ruggs, his family as well. Um they're going you know, there are multiple lives, not just the victim's family, but Henry Ruggs's family who will be affected uh, by this incident. And, you know, it's it's hard to feel sorry for Ruggs at this moment in time, but you know, at the end of the day, a promising young man who you had heard good things about, who obviously his life is is forever ruined and whatever punishment he's going to receive, obviously just. But uh, from the, you know, just the football situation, he was released by the Raiders. They're really going to need a guy like Zay Jones, a guy like Brian Edwards to step up uh, 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 Foster Moreau in his stay. But just a sad situation. Moving to an, another kind of tough situation. Topic here. Just, you know, we don't have a lot of opinions on the rug situation at this time that that's you know, gonna be anything worthwhile. Just want to make sure you guys have the updated information there. But uh, a different story that is a little less consequential, but there are definitely some political undertones, is Aaron Rodgers, Packers Star quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who Alex, the team he covers, just played last week. Uh Aaron Rodgers tested positive. For COVID-19, and and you hear that, that happens. We are still in the middle of a, of a pandemic, so it happens. But uh, the real strange twist to the Aaron Rodgers story is he intimated earlier in the season, in the offseason, that he was vaccinated. He used the, the, the phrasing, I'm immunized, or immunized, basically. And then afterwards, he said that uh, he wouldn't feel any kind of way towards guys who weren't vaccinated though, which essentially he was implying that he was vaccinated and that was the belief at the time, but it turns out he is not vaccinated. There are some questions now about whether the Packers followed protocol, whether he followed protocol, regardless of how you feel about the vaccinations, the status, whatever. What we do know is Aaron Rodgers will miss this weekend's game, and that obviously puts the Packers in a very tough situation as they head to Kansas City to play the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to have rookie quarterback Jordan Love in there. So, uh, Alex, overall, just do you think that the Packers have a chance to win with Jordan Love now that they're getting some of their weapons back, or do you think that Aaron Rodgers has just put his team in a tough position and they probably don't have a chance to beat Kansas City? The
0: latter. Leaders don't do this. It's obvious, like, and this is not about, this happens to be about being unvaccinated. It happens to be, okay? Right. It happens to be about, you know, uh, the pandemic going on. This is just another thing in a line of actions that Aaron Rodgers has taken and says, I don't care about you. Right. I don't care. I don't care. I'm here to make my money. I'm here to get my ego. I'm going to here, here to get my ego filled, and then I'm going to be gone. That's what Aaron Rodgers is showing, that he's making rules for himself. If he came out and said he was unvaccinated early on, I'd respect him more than, regardless of your political views on one or the other, I don't care about that. Tell the truth. Tell Tell the the truth. truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. (laughs) Tell the truth. Tell it. Because you get respected always more when you tell the truth, even if people don't agree with you. And obviously, that's not an absolute statement. But more people will appreciate and respect you if you tell the damn truth. You lying about it, putting people's, you know, putting people in harm's way because of that lie. Yeah, who knows what what's going to come down if they're going to be fines levied with with the Packers. Who knows what it's going to be, but you could have done it myriad different ways than you did it. Aaron Rodgers, who says he loves everything that he doesn't. Only after a win does he love the Packers, in my opinion. Like, you could have done it a bunch of different ways than you did it. So, shame on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that kind of misleading everyone about his situation, um, and the details, you know, you don't want to get too far into him. Uh, obviously everybody has strong opinions on the situation, but, uh, applying for an exemption because he got some sort of experimental, uh, prevention medicine for the antibodies and then, uh, all of that. And then just to end up testing positive anyway, it just seems, uh, very Kyrie Irving ish, I guess kind of a guy who, uh, who tries to seem like he's the smartest guy in the room, but really that's just not the case. So very perplexing for Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to make it very difficult for them to win this game. And with a chance to get the number one seed in the NFC, this is just such a bad position to put your team in, to speak to your point about leadership. Quickly, the other two stories, two diva egomaniac wide receivers who continue to be in the news for their crazy egomaniacal actions. Uh, Michael Thomas from the saints who feels like he hasn't played football in, in eternity. He was, since set he to got come paid off, right since <laughs> he got paid. He, he was set to be ready to go soon, uh, and come off the PUP with the ankle injury. But all of a sudden, now that he's eligible to return, now there's a different, totally new ankle injury and he's out for the season. I don't know about you, Alex. I hate to question medical information ever, but it sure does seem like to me that Michael Thomas is just a guy who doesn't want to play and is looking for any excuse possible to not actually get out there and be on the field with his teammates.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This is tricky. I just tend to believe everybody when they say this because it's their bodies they're putting in harm's way. Like, I kind of just, I err on the side of believability here uh, because there's no way to prove otherwise. And, like, if he was medically cleared to play and he chose not to, that would be different. Like, didn't Derek Rose go through this? I can't remember. It was an NBA player. Don't quote me on that. But we we're like, you know what? I'm not medically, I'm not mentally ready to play yet after an injury. Ben I think it Simmons was Derek Rose. Right. Well, that's well, now, that could be that's, the case, but Ben Simmons is doing that right now right. as we
1: speak as well. But
0: that's only fo- that's only about his mental state. It's not due to an injury coming back. He doesn't right. want to play in front of Philly fans, and that's his own, that's his own journey. Um, I and I tend to just believe people. And that may be silly of me, but I in this case, it may be what you're saying, but I'm like, you know what? If he says that he's not ready to play, if he's too injured, I believe him. Well, this is why it's good that we do the show because my tendency
1: is to never believe anyone about anything. (laughs) The pessimistic Tyler Rowland has showed up for the show, but the last uh, egomaniac diva wide receiver that we have to talk about here is uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, His father put out a highlight reel of, Basically, Baker Mayfield missing him when he's open before the trade deadline, hoping to get Odell traded. He's putting. Out, it is my opinion that he's telling celebrities to tweet free OBJ, like LeBron James is tweeting free OBJ on trade deadline day. You cannot tell me that that wasn't. Hey, LeBron, please say free OBJ for me. Um, LeBron just didn't do that randomly on a game day in the middle of his NBA season. But uh, now the uh, things have gotten really strange. Basically, the Browns have told the team that Odell will not be with the team the rest of the season. Things are very strange in Cleveland with Odell at this time. Alex, the, re- the only real interesting question for me about this situation is, do you ever think Odell Beckham plays for the Browns again? And do you think that they wait until the end of the season to let him go? Or do you think that they release him now?
0: I mean, this is a weird story. You know, I don't know. See, here's the thing. They could use this as a reason to bring a quarterback in and not franchise tag Baker Mayfield. Um, They could use it as a, like, there are very few times where a wide receiver is more important in media terms than a quarterback. And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying this is, because I think Baker Mayfield is a warrior. Like, I think he's fantastic. I think he is Mm -hmm. Cleveland football. Even though he, you know, he's got his commercials and he's got all this stuff, the dude pretty much played with a separated shoulder. Like he's taking right. hits, he's playing for his team, he's not missing time. Even though he missed one on, you know, on a short week, I think that they could cut Baker o- Odell Beckham, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Him and neither he nor Jarvis Landry are owed any money after this season, right? But I think that Odell Beckham's still worth a third round pick. So if like they could find, I know the trade deadline passed. But I feel like they'd be smart to hang on to him as long as possible to mm. see if they're going to bring in another quarterback, if they want to roll Baker or not, depending on if they if they make, miss the playoffs or not, or what they could get for him. Like, if there's a quarterback and they're ready, you could trade for him. And somebody would happily give up a third-round pick for a guy like Odo Beckham. He's not 100 years old. When he's healthy, he's one of the more electric receivers when given opportunities to catch the ball. So I think they'd be doing themselves a huge disservice just by cutting bait. They need to find a trade partner. And obviously, a contract extension would have to go into that because he's not owed any more money on his current deal. But I think they'd be dumb to cut him. I think they'd be dumb to cut him. It makes it complicated. I got to be honest with you. I'm
1: going to disagree. I I think with the contract situation and the type of cancer that that he has proven to be, I think you just cut bait, you let him go, and and you move forward and try to make the best of your season. But we are going to move forward and make the best of the last segment of this locked on NFL Thursday, we are going to talk about three big time underdogs and talk about which of them has the opportunity to cover the large spread that they're facing and which of them may have a chance to win their game. So, before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the number one spot for all your basketball and football action this fall. Head to their website right now. It's brand new. They have a new interface. You can use your desktop, your laptop, or even your mobile device. Sign up for free and use the promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up. And that will qualify you for a 50% welcome bonus when you do make your first deposit. So whether it be basketball, football, uh, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is the place to be. So check out the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: All Speaking right. of oh.
1: betonline.ag, we're going to talk about some gambling lines to finish off today's show. We got three double digit underdogs and we're going to kind of decide which ones we think have a chance to actually win. So we have the New York Jets on Thursday night football are 10 and a half point underdogs on the road against the Colts. We have the Denver Broncos who are 10 point underdogs on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. And then we have the Buffalo Bills against the Jacksonville Jaguars, where the Jags are at home, but they are 14 and a half point underdogs. So three big time double digit underdogs. Alex, out of that list, quickly, who do you think has a chance to cover? But do you think any of them actually have a
0: chance to win? I mean, I guess the chance for them to win would be. Just by default, the Jets, because it's a short week, you know, and Mm -hmm. weird things happen on Thursdays. But I think the team that has the best chance to cover is probably Jacksonville. Like, I don't know, 14 and a half point dogs at home. I know that Buffalo doesn't have to travel cross country or anything, but I mean, I feel like either the Jets are going to win that game or they're going to get blown out. But yeah, I would probably say Jacksonville because 14 and a half is so many points. Yeah, That's it's a lot of points. So many points. And I I mean I, I would have said Denver until they traded Von Miller, you know, but right. I'm gonna say Jacksonville, the best chance to cover. Okay. Not
1: crazy. Well, no, I don't think you're crazy. And, Thank and you. quite frankly, I I agree with you that I think Jacksonville has the best chance to cover, but I don't think that they have the best chance to win. I actually think Stop it's it. Denver. Stop it. You're I a think it's Denver. You're a maniac. I think that the Cowboys, while being good, they definitely have the potential to lay an egg. They have some injuries that could go awry at any moment in time. I think that the Denver Broncos. you out of your mind. <laughs> have a real chance to beat the Dallas Cowboys and win that game. But I agree with you that I think Jacksonville has the best chance to cover, I think that Jacksonville-Buffalo game is going to be a lot closer than people think it is. I think it's going to be like a seven-point game. I can just see a, a Buffalo let down here, and crazy things happen in the NFL. So give me Denver to have the best chance to
0: win that game, but give me Jacksonville with the best chance to cover the spread. You're an absolute maniac. You know who's not a maniac, though, because this episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Tyler, I'm not loving your thought process here. Now, (laughs) if, if Dak doesn't play, okay, we can have a conversation. I just don't trust that the defense is good enough now to yield Teddy Bridgewater to play the way he wants to. And we've seen uh, Melvin Gordon had two touchdowns last week, I believe. Uh, uh, Javante Williams, it's taking a little bit longer for him to get out of the gates. You know, uh, he hasn't come out as fast as his counterpart, Michael Carter, who has had a couple blowout weeks uh, with the Jets the last couple weeks. I just don't see the floor of points scored by Denver to be able to keep up with the worst possible situation points scored for Dallas. I mean, Dallas is going to put up 17 points before they wake up. And I just don't know if Denver can do that consistently to keep it a one-score game, let alone cover. Um, I guess we'll find out, but I'll tell you what. That's going to wrap another Thursday. Dude, these are so fun. I say it every time. These are so fun to do. Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner for me. Check me out on Locked on Cardinals Daily with my co-host, Bo Brock. Uh, Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen. Make sure to make your second listen, Peacock and Williamson. Brian Peacock from Locked on 49ers and Matt Williamson, who's been a scout and around the NFL for decades. They do a daily podcast about all the national sports. I mean, all the national games, all the national storylines. They do a great job. Check them out. And we will talk to you next Thursday. Locked on NFL, Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland.